Hi, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca. I'm a certified personal trainer, holistic health coach, and future chiropractor on my way to figuring out this thing we called life. Now, let's get babbling. Hey, 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 welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. It is official. I am done with try one of my doctor of chiropractic at Parker University. I'm so pumped. Um, it went by so fast. I never thought like 15 weeks of my life could feel so slow, but also so fast at the same time. Um, I know in like elementary school and high school, you're kind of like once you hit, I think it's like after winter break, it feels like everything just goes by super fast. Well, doctorate school is like that, but like times three. At least that's what it felt like for me. I know upper tries would tell me like, oh, just wait. Once you get to like try two or try three, it's going to be like a blink of an eye and you won't even realize it, which part of me is like, that's a good thing. But another part of me is like, I'm not sure if I want it to go by so fast because then boom, I'm a doctor, which is like really exciting to think about that I could start helping and treating people. Um, When I got my first adjustment, I was like so thrilled. Um, It's funny because I got my first adjustment and or not like I gave my first adjustment. I shouldn't say I got my first adjustment, but I gave someone my first adjustment and the look on my face. I smiled so hard and all the upper tries around me were just kind of like, cool dude because they're like they've adjusted so many times but for me I was like oh my gosh I did a thing I did a thing (laughs) like I I felt like I could just like run in circles and be on this like cloud nine high for forever but um that didn't obviously last but it was so exhilarating and to have the ability to like continue to do that for other people It just gets more and more fun every day, Um, and I hope it continues to stay that way, but I am done with try one, so that means I technically have three and a quarter years left of doctorate school, and I wanted to take this time to kind of just like recap on what it was like for me for try one and answer some of your guys' questions. I got quite a few, which I'm really excited about. Hopefully I don't ramble too much about what I already had planned, Um, but I'm just going to forewarn you. My podcast is called Becca Babbles Podcast, so this might be separated into two, (laughs) Um, but I am so glad that I started Parker. Like I, I told one of my friends, it was like the first week of school, and they were asking me like, how is Try One going for you or how is school going for you? And I was like, This is going to sound crazy, but I feel like I'm surrounded by a ton of body nerds and I am so happy. (laughs) Like I remember sitting in, um, we had class and then afterwards a group of us got together to study and we were all doing our different stuff, but then like, because we're meeting people and we're kind of getting to know each other because everyone's coming from different backgrounds. There's even a guy from Brazil in my, um, in my try, which I'm like, that's crazy. Um, and we're getting to know each other. And then we go down all these deep rabbit holes of like health conversations and like what one person heard to like another person's opinion. And it was, it was just so fun to be around people who like 
have the same, I don't want to say the same idea of health, but in general, they, they're ultimate goal is to help people and to do it in the most holistic way as possible genuine or usually um and so it was really cool to just be surrounded by like-minded people um and the only bad part about that is that if you needed to get your work done you might have gone down rabbit holes for like two hours when you meant it to be like 15 minutes and yes I definitely was that person that was like hey guys let's do some work because you know got to do that uh, what is it called I want to say Pandora Pandora nope it's the like where you go 25 minutes on five minutes off thing ratio if you know what I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about but anyways but besides the point I just I want to say if you are going into this program A, you should definitely listen to this podcast because this will give you insight into everything uh, for the most part. And I just want to let you know, you might be feeling all this fear being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to doctorate school. I'm becoming a doctor. Um, I am going to have all these classes. Everyone's talking about how many credits you're taking and like how hard it might be, which of course it is doctorate school. Um, But like... The thing to remember is that there have been a ton of people that have gone through it. So that just goes to show that you can get through it too. And um, so many different people have different paths getting through the school and you don't just have to take that one path. Um, But for starters, I just kind of wanted to go through what classes I took. Um, So I'm going to try and not use the acronyms that we use through school because the class names are really long (laughs) and we usually end up just saying like three letters to identify the class but I'll do my best to identify all of them so if I do say the acronym then you can just like follow along hopefully. So one of my classes I took was called FDI or Foundations of Digital Imaging. This one had a class that we would attend online and then we would also have a lab which was also online. In this class, um, the first half of it was all just about like types of imaging. So you got your MRI, you got your ultrasound, you got your x-ray, you got your uh, CT scan, your PET scan, your... I'm missing a few, but there's a ton of other ones that I could probably rattle off that I don't remember. So that's like the first part of the try that you start talking about um, the different imaging. And then the second half of the try, you start talking more about like how to make those images better and like how to make sure it's a quality image. So when you send it off to, let's say, or yeah, if you send it off, you want to make sure that the image is done well so the person who is interpreting it can actually see what's going on. So sometimes the lighting of the image is too bright. Sometimes it's too dark. And that can affect what you can see in the imaging, which is honestly really cool because if you haven't listened to my story about how I hurt my ankle slash foot, um, I was able to kind of understand what was going on within the ultrasound that I was being given on my foot because I had taken that class. The next class I took was Biochem 1. 
um, or biochemistry. This just consisted of one class that we met up online um, and he would have videos that we would listen to on like the weekend or during the week whenever we could. Uh, Same for FDI. FDI would, she wouldn't post hers on the weekend. Hers was more like she posted them on Monday and then you would like have to go through, watch those, um, take notes and that would help you for like your quizzes throughout the week and then you would also have to do like a reading quiz which was just over like stuff in the textbook and I feel like I'm forgetting something else. Oh, the lab, of course. So like you have the lab that's like online, but you also have an interactive lab where you would have to like answer questions. So I would more consider that like a lab quiz um, more than an actual lab because it is online and it kind of just, if you were to listen to the lab that she was giving um, online, then you would just answer the questions that you went over. The next class I took, which I am so, so excited about this class, well, was, well, I will continue to stay excited about this class, and it is called DAA Baby. (laughs) And if you know the professor for this class, you have to add Baby to the end of it, or it's just, it's not right. The the class is actually called um, Development of Applied Anatomy. I think that's right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, And the reason why that is, is um, you're going through basically the whole body, identifying landmarks, bones, muscles, and um, neurons, and neuroanatomy, the brain, cranial nerves, spinal nerves. Um, You go through the cardiovascular system, but you also get to learn how the cardiovascular system and all the other systems that I just listed were developed. I will say... I was more excited about ember. It's called embryology. I'm not pronouncing any of these words right. Ember embryology, which is basically like how the fetus is developed, how the human body is developed. Um, I was really excited to learn about embryology. Embryology, and to be completely honest. It wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. Like, it was interesting, don't get me wrong, but I think sometimes it's hard because it's just, like, a lot of different cells, and maybe if I had something more to apply it to, it might be a little bit more interesting. I will say how the heart is developed. If you haven't seen a video of how the heart twists and turns and develops, watch that. I'll see if I can link a video in the description. Um, It's really cool. Um, I find the cardiovascular system and the lymphatic system um, really fascinating. And to see the heart being developed, I think is super cool. But you don't just learn about embryology. You also learn about like all the different systems, bones, landmarks. Um, Your myology, which is study of the muscles, is going to be a really big part that you are going to want to understand. Um, Also neurology. That one's a pretty big one, too. And bones. Um, pretty much all of it. <laughs> it didn't really help. I feel like, though, I studied a lot more of the muscles, even though having a PT background, because not only do you have to know the muscles, you also have to know the origin and insertions, nerve innervations, and how they move. And a lot 
muscles that I didn't even think had multiple actions had way more actions than I thought they did. Um, which again is surprising from having a PT background. But you will love that class. The professor there, his name is Dr. J. He's amazing. I'm going to have him on the podcast. So you'll get a little taste of what he's like. Or if you already know who he is, then you you already know. The next class. Oh, I feel like I should also say how many classes you have with that. So with DAA, you have a lecture that you meet in person. And then you have a lab that you also meet in person. And this is also to say like you will... It depends on what kind of schedule you have. So Parker now has these two separate schedules where one is like, a, I think they call it blended, where you don't come in until try four. I'm not in that program. I'm in the on-campus program. So technically, I still have some of my classes where they're online and I can either attend them online or listen to the recording later. But some of the classes are in person and I'll let you know which ones are in person. Um, so like DAA. My lab was in person and my actual lecture was in person. I could still technically watch it online if I wanted to, but who doesn't want to see Dr. J in person? Am I right? (laughs) Um, But my next class, which was also in person, is BCT. It stands for Biology of Cells and Tissues. I loved this class. (laughs) I know a lot of people don't like... um, like microscopic images, but I think they're really cool. <laughs> um, and if you know the professor from this class, her her accent is just great for every single comment that she makes in this class. Um, she is this small little lady <laughs> and she she just gives you grandma vibes that you just want to like hug her because she knows she cares for you in a like sweet way but will also be brutally honest with you which is awesome there were so many times we cracked up in that class but with this class we went over like imaging on like what the um, microscopic images would be of certain organs cells tissues and then this class was separated in the like the modules were separated where we started out with like learning about the cells. Then we learned about the tissues. We learned about the organs and the, well, I guess the organs and the organ system were kind of combined. My favorite part was when we talked about the organ system because that's when like everything went together. When things get super microscopic besides the actual images, that is like, I, I, you lose me a bit. I will still understand it, but my favorite, if it's like the microscopic stuff, like I'm talking about when you're talking about the cells and you're talking about the extracellular matrix and all that stuff, if you study any like science in your undergrad or anything like that, that you lose me a bit. (laughs) But when I can see an organ, I'm like, I understand. Or hormones, hormones, man. Uh, Especially going through hypothalamic amenorrhea and uh, PCOS. I'm just like, give me all the hormones. I will understand them all because I am obsessed with hormones and figuring them out. So I'm excited in physiology to learn more about how organs, or not organs, hormones actually work and connect with the body. Because literally, they're like melmen going around your entire body. 
So that class was really fun. Um, that class, you will have your lecture in person and you will have your lab online. To be honest, I was really sad when I heard that the lab was going to be online because I wanted to see the microscopic images in a microscope and not just to see like the photos. It was nice to take the practical that way just because you knew what pictures were coming up. But I always feel like your science classes, you're like, man, I want to be in the lab. I want to be like looking at the different pictures and like how things look. I will say I got super excited when we got to the female reproductive system and I got to see the different phases of the female menstrual cycle. That was really cool. Um, like I already said, I'm obsessed with like female anatomy and like female hormones and stuff like that. So to be able to like actually see that in pictures, I was like, this is really cool. Um, sorry guys, if you are listening to this, but there was not really any pictures besides like what were in your testes and stuff like that. Um, my next class was FOC. This one stands for Foundation of Chiropractic. This class, the teacher, she is so sweet. She, she like, she's really cool. Um, she, I wish she taught, I was talking to some upper tries and she doesn't teach very many upper try classes, which is really sad because I've seen her come to different clubs and she will adjust people or teach about adjusting. And her technique is so good and she's so confident in what she's doing. And I can tell she's super knowledgeable about chiropractic and knowing her stuff and kind of taking everything with a grain of salt and putting her own interpretation into it. Um, but this I can see why she wants to teach this class, but I feel like, in my opinion, she would benefit from teaching other classes. Um, basically, in Foundations of Chiropractic, you would have one class or lecture online, and it will be for two hours. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie, I kind of zoned out a bit in this class a few times. Um, by a few times, I mean, I started just listening to the recording a lot because I couldn't pay attention for the life of me, especially because this class was on my Wednesdays and my Wednesdays was my long days. <laughs> um, my, I, like when I mean long days, it's like class starts at 8am. You got a class, then you got, or you got a one hour class and you got another two hour class. You get like a I think it was like a two, no, it was like an hour, hour or two hour break. Then you got a two hour class, then you got an hour class, and then I had biochem um, tutoring. So that was definitely a long class. And it was all online. And it's, to be honest, once I was able to go back in person, I was like, I can't do this online thing. So I'm really excited that next try will be way more in person. But in this class, you go over a bit about like the history of chiropractic. I'd almost say the best way to explain this class is you get a sampling of everything of chiropractic. You kind of, they give you the, this is things you're going to learn about chiropractic through chiropractic school. So we just want you to have some like foundational knowledge. That's the best way that I can explain it. Um, it's a very broad class. The next class I took was ICR. And this stands for Intro to Clinical Reasoning. I was really excited about this class because it's all about 
learning how to read studies and how to interpret studies and we got to actually write our own s well yeah essay about a question that we had so my question which i was actually going to do a podcast about this is the effects of lion's mane on students brain function or performance something along those lines just because for me I can't like I can drink coffee but I'm really really sensitive to coffee um, to where I will be a jittery mess if I'm not about to go work out or I'm about to go to sleep Um, I just I think it's just because I didn't drink very much coffee that was a weird way of putting it when I was younger and so now when I drink more than a cup a very watered down coffee, I get really sensitive to it. And so with lion's mane, there's a lot, it's an adaptogen where it's able to, um, there's been studies showing that it helps with brain function and helping keeping brain function like maintained for long periods of time. There's also been studies about Alzheimer's with it because of the myelin sheets that it helps um, grow and stuff like that. I'll go more into it into the podcast because that's not the podcast for this. <laughs> but in that class, we got to learn all about reading studies, interpreting, interpreting them. And I feel like it's going to help me with the podcast more. I want to be able to implement more studies. I know I do that here and there, but I want to be able to back up more of the stuff that I talk about. Um, A lot of the stuff that I talk about is either from like podcasts I've listened to, from courses that I've taken, from personal experience, from things that I've learned from other professionals like dietitians, like uh, the nutrition coach that I've been working with and other trainers, um, doctors, chiropractors, stuff like that. But I still... I feel like it would benefit me, especially as a future chiropractor, to read studies, but also to be able to interpret them in a way that will help me in my practice in the future because studies are great, but I feel like studies are the stepping stone to getting you to the door of like, hey, maybe this might help my patient. Um, I don't think it's a like set in stone thing where it's like, I have to do this because Studies are great, but they're also very contained and depending on if it's done on an animal or depending on like, even if it's like a survey with people, like, have you ever gone to the doctor's office and they give you a sheet and you have to like answer all these questions? Um, Or the best one would be when you go to the dentist and they ask you like, have you been flossing? And you're kind of like, maybe (laughs) not everyone's honest. Or they want to believe that they're better than what they are. Um, It's just human nature. (laughs) So it's all like taking everything with a grain of salt and allowing you to brainstorm ideas. That's kind of how I think of it. And the last class I took was psych, um, psychology. This was interesting because my professor only had two live sessions um, and we kind of could do this class whenever we wanted to and we'd have a quiz and then there would be like mini courses that we would have to go through with like slideshows with a few questions that weren't really graded um 
yeah, that's pretty much it. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to say if you are becoming a chiropractor or I don't even know if this is like what they do for med school too, but I'd highly recommend you read the book Motivational Interviewing and you will probably be 10 times better of a practitioner than if you just took this class. Just my my opinion. It's just like you need to be able to read people um, and it's not just about like what's on the paper. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and this podcast is already 20 minutes and I've barely even gotten to the question. So this is definitely going to be broken up into two episodes. So I kind of wanted to go through like what the structure of the day looks like just to give you a better idea. I kind of talked about what my Wednesdays were like, but to be honest, it was different every single day. Um, some classes or some days I had at least two classes, some days, which were like my Wednesdays, I had multiple classes. Um, I think I had a minimum of, of at least two classes a day. And I would highly recommend if you, even if you have like some chemistry background, at least trying to go to the biochem tutoring. I know the biochem tutor that I'm going to right now he is doing videos on YouTube, which I highly recommend you listen to because I found them very helpful. Or at least there's also ones from a previous um, biochem tutor from Parker that kind of just like goes through the textbook because I found that extremely helpful. And to be honest, like you're just going to have to write out the cycles of the glycolysis, of citric acid cycle, of electron transport chain, and all the other ones. There's so many more that I could list off, but just just write them out. Um, I think with classes, though, because I was able to do it online and then listen later, it took me a while. And I'm honestly, I wish I would have done this sooner, where I listened to the classes Um but because I'm so, I guess this would be considering like making me sound like a goody goody where like I attend class, but I, I felt like I kept having to like go to these classes that are online, even though I kind of felt like I was halfway there or maybe they weren't as beneficial. And I finally, I think I decided like week, I think it was like week seven where I was just like, we might not be attending these classes on the dot. I will say though, if you are going to do that, highly, highly recommend you have some sort of planner because if, because there was a part where when I was transitioning from not doing that, where like I kind of skipped a few and I was like, oh shoot, I forgot to listen to this like class video. And then I... It also just depends on if you find that class video beneficial for you. Um, But if you do, especially the ones where it's like you, they don't have extra vodcasts to listen to, which are basically the lecture videos that they would post either on the weekends or on Monday that you need to listen to to like take notes on. If they don't post those, you need to listen to the lecture that they are giving in that class time just just saying it's you can do whatever you want but like I'd highly recommend so you actually like know the information um 
but definitely don't do what I did and just feel like, oh, because it's there, I need to go. Actually ask yourself, is this benefiting me? Because those Wednesdays are long. And if you find those beneficial, great. If you don't, then figure something else out that will work better for you. But I think one of the things that saved me was having club in between the days because yes club you are learning things but at least club kind of gives you a little bit of a break of like I don't have to fully pay attention because I'm not being graded also because you are a try one and like all the upper tries really really want to help you which is awesome that is honestly one of my favorite things about Parker is that everyone wants to help everyone Um, Which is really sweet because I know sometimes you can go through school and it seems like you're the only one surviving and you're the only one that like you're on your own and you're kind of trying to fight to be the best. Um, Which sometimes I think that's when we're a little bit more in our heads than what's actually going on. But at Parker, like if you ask some asks when you ask someone what they found beneficial or what they're doing um, or honestly even their notes sometimes they will help you Um, we're all in this together we all want to be good chiropractors Um, we all want to see the chiropractic industry grow because like I said our ultimate goal is to benefit everyone that they will help you so make sure you like reach out for help but some of my favorite clubs and The cool thing about clubs is it's not like when you're an undergrad and I can't really say much about clubs because I didn't really have clubs because I didn't really have an undergrad. Um, I did go to community college, but then I did the Parker um, pre-DC program online, so didn't really have clubs, but I don't know. There's not cheer club, but any other clubs you had in undergrad, it's not like your typical like video gaming club they might actually have that but I don't think they do um it's more like learning about rehab or learning about a certain adjusting or learning how to palpate learning about neuro um I went to a club every single day so Monday through Thursday because not everyone has classes on Fridays but on Mondays, I went to R2P, which is called Rehab to Performance. And that was more about like exercise rehab, which is and performance, but like getting an athlete from like, yes, you adjust them. And it doesn't even have to be an athlete, even just a person. Um, I'd say it gives you more of that like physical therapy aspect to to chiropractic. Um, but it's like, okay, you do the adjustment, but how can we make sure that the person keeps their um keeps their adjustment and strengthens their body or even I was talking to a friend the other day and I was telling her how you don't need like again take this with a grain of salt not a chiropractor yet but as a PT I would say she would need more stabilization and like strengthening exercises um then she would need an adjustment because she's like very flexible and watery and I would categorize myself in that category I'm not as flexible as she is or fluid but um 
she definitely needs some sort of like strengthening in that area. And that's where it's like the approach that you take with each patient is going to be completely different. So that's what I really like about R2P. Also, you know, like wanting to be a physical therapist um, or I used to want to be a physical therapist. That was kind of like my my bread and butter. I was like, oh, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, but I'll talk a little bit more about that in the end. The next club that I went to was Neuro Club. I was honestly super intimidated to go to this club because for some reason, I think it's because I would watch Grey's Anatomy and I would see like neurosurgeons, even though we're not surgeons. And I'd be like, oh, those are really smart people. And I was like, I'm not sure if I'm a smart person. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we're still working on that. But I still went to it because I was like, you know, this would be really interesting. This sounds cool. Um, And there was also this other sports club, which I went to once. We did taping that day and I ended up the person who was cutting my cast or my tape off ended up actually cutting me. (laughs) So that was great. I have this like little tiny circle circle scar on my foot. But (laughs) that's besides the point. Neuro Club was really interesting because we talked about things like migraines, post-concussion. We talked about um, different like neurological diseases. And it's almost like I would say Neuro Club is like R2P. So like the rehab for your body, but except Neuro Club is more like rehab for your mind and you learn exercises, which was really cool. I will say though, there's this stepping test that we did where um, I had to close my eyes, have my arms straight out in front of me, and then I had to do like high knees and I had to do 50 of them. And then what you were looking for was to see like which way the person stepped, like if they stepped to the side, if they turned, which way, and that would like indicate which part of their brain needs strengthening and what exercises you would do for that. Um, I can't remember exactly which one meant what, but when I finished mine, I was standing straight in front of my partner. And then when I opened my eyes, I completely turned my body to where my side was facing my partner instead of like my, so when I started, my face was facing my partner, but then at the end of the test, the side of my face was facing my partner. Um, so that was really interesting. And then I completely went to like, I almost did like a C. So, and I was like right up against my partner. I felt really bad for him. Um, and it kind of scared me and I was like, oh no, this is not good. So I don't know, there may be some dysfunction going on in this brain. Um, but I guess we shall see. (laughs) I will need to do more tests on that. So definitely recommend Neuro Club. The next club that I went to on Wednesdays was AK, also standing for Applied Kinesiology. This one was really cool because the way that I'm not the best at explaining this, and I feel like I need to get someone on to explain this but because I'm still learning it, but I would say it's a way that you're able to communicate with the nervous system 
without having to ask the client what is happening. And my favorite way to use this is like, okay, I'm new at adjusting. I'm new at palpating, which basically means I'm feeling the bones and the body. Um, Super excited to feel like each individual carpal bone. But with AK, what I'm able to do is like, okay, I want to do the least amount of adjustments as possible because Yes, adjustments are great to get you aligned, but it's still a stress or a signal that is being sent into your body, like a force sent into your body. And it will feel great, but I want to minimize the amount of stress I'm putting on your body. So if I have to like go all the way up and down your spine and adjust every single little thing, that might not be as beneficial as you think it might be. So with AK, what I'm able to do is like, let's say a certain segment is out or like a certain vertebra is out. I can like challenge it, which basically means I can push down on it on that certain area and then test it with a certain muscle that corresponds with that segment. And then if your leg stays up or what they would call say strong, then that means it doesn't need to be adjusted. But if it goes down, then that means it needs to be adjusted. And then when I go and adjust it, I can go back and retest and be like, okay, did I get it or did I get it fully? If it's strong, then that means, yep, I did it. Good job. If I didn't or if it goes down, then that means I didn't get it. So I just for me, it's kind of like a check your work sort of thing, which I really like, especially being new to adjusting. And then my last club that I went to was motion palpation. I love this club. Um, They make it like super high fun vibes. And just the people in there are really fun. Um, And also just knowing that I get to feel the bones of the body and already start learning that before I actually have a class for that. And this club is really good for like four try ones because they really, really want to help you and they really, really want to make sure that you like get the technique down. And what's cool about this is that if you go during try one, then you have a class in try two that is your first palpating class. And what I have heard from upper tries is that if you are able to get what they call quick scan down, which is like where you have your patient sitting down at the end of the table and you kind of feel for like, or you don't kind of, but you feel for their entire spine feeling what's going on, what's restricted, what's not restricted. You're kind of just getting like context clues of like what's going on in your body. So then you know where to adjust. You will, the first thing that you do is, and the first thing that you get tested on is quick scan, which will help you if you've already been practicing that and try one. And I think one of the things that I had to keep telling myself because I can be competitive sometimes (laughs) Um, is to remind myself that, A, I'm not even in a class right now that needs to know how to palpate. Yes, I will be now. But realizing like I'm learning this right now and just because I can't feel it right now, just because like I don't really know what is restricted, what's not restricted, um, as long as you're getting your hands on the body and start understanding like, okay, this is what I do. Like, I think the first two weeks was just me being like, okay, this is how quick scan works. And this is where I put my hands. Then it was like, okay, 
let me make sure that I'm like going to the full end range so that I'm actually, I actually know how this joint is moving. And then from there, it's like, okay, can I like kind of get a little bit more specific, which I'm still working on, but like, don't be so hard on yourself. (laughs) Um, I think sometimes we want to understand something faster than we actually are or we want to be better than what we are and that makes us really frustrated myself included and you want to give up and the best thing is is just to keep going and like to give yourself a break and if you continue to feel frustrated then like take a breather and relax and maybe like maybe that's just it maybe you just need to leave one of um he's not one of my professors but he works for the or he helps in the FST lab, which if you saw my Instagram, I would post like these pictures of like, oh, working on like my thoracic adjustment, working on my side posture, da 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 da. Um, if you saw any of that, that was a lab where before you start adjusting people, you can get a better understanding of your preload, which is basically taking, they call it like a tissue pool, but like how much like you're putting, I'm not explaining this very well, but how you're putting the end, getting the joint to end range of motion before you're adjusting it. And you don't want to put too much before you actually, because you're still going to put that force into it when you adjust. Um, And then it tells you your force of like your adjustment. And then it tells you your speed of your adjustment. And I found this very, very helpful. Um, The professor's name is, I kept calling him Dr toucan and then I tried really hard to get it right and I want to call him toupee but it's not toupee it's like the mix between toucan and toupee so I will get his name down soon or I'll just call him Dr. Toucan because at this point he calls me boot because of having to be in a boot so you know same same (laughs) but one of the things that he told me was like he could tell one day that I was like really frustrated that I wasn't getting the the speed down and I was getting flustered and then my my setup kept getting messed up and I was just I was practicing the wrong movements and he told me because I told him that I played basketball he was like what would your coach tell you when your form starts to break down take a break same thing with palpating if you find yourself getting frustrated honestly this is with anything if you find yourself getting frustrated flustered you're not even like putting your best effort at that moment so maybe just like take a five ten minute or even an hour break and be like okay I'm I'm done for the day um you could either come back later or you're done for the day because the best thing that you did was actually going in and practicing at least you went. At least you got something out of it. And that's the most important thing. It's not always like that you have to get it there and then now. And if you want to go to FST Lab, which I highly, highly recommend, um, it's like in the mornings from 7 a.m. to 7.50 on Mondays through, I think, Fridays. And then at 12 p.m. from Monday, Wednesday, Thursday but highly recommend going Tuesday through Thursday in the mornings because that is when Dr. Toucan is there (laughs) um and you'll you'll get a lot out of it he's even like 
sometimes I don't see how much I've improved, but he even told me, he's like, you've improved so much more. And one of my favorite things since I've started taking pictures is like to see how well my adjustments are going to be improving. But then after like my full school day, depending on when I had the horses or not, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I had the horses. So I'd go and do the horses on Mondays and Wednesdays. Those would be like my longer days at school because I wanted to make sure that I could get all the little extra assignments because you will have things like quizzes that you'll have to take for the class or if I wanted to do flashcards myself um, or just understanding the information more, those would be done on my like Monday, Wednesdays, sometimes Tuesday, Thursdays, but it would be kind of hard if I had class and then I had the horses. And then if you heard me talk about I would do um, I would do flashcards all the time, but then sometimes I realized that it started biting me in the butt where I didn't have enough time to study my flashcards before then. So really make sure you understand the information before you go studying your flashcards. I think that was something that I wish I did sooner. Um, and then also note that another thing for me was that I had this attitude of like, okay, well, it has to be a, like a nine to five sort of situation of learning the material um, because I'm in doctorate school and I need to like know my stuff. But so what I would do is I would go to the horses and then when I came back, especially since it's been brutally hot in Texas, um, I was like, okay, I'll have dinner and then I'll come upstairs and I'll study my flashcards and all this stuff and it's going to help me. Um, I literally hated myself. Like I hated when I did it. When I was studying the like the tissues for my BCT class, it was a little bit easier because I kind of already had a background just because I was so obsessed with it when I took my anatomy class at my uh, community college. But so it was easy for me to flip through those. But at the end of the day, I really just wanted to relax because like I wake up at like 5 a.m. I was doing school before school. Um, I'd say usually around like I wanted to start doing school around 7 a.m. But if I had a workout, then it would be a little bit later. And usually my workouts were on Monday, which I will get into a little bit more in the next episode. But I just say like, like, let yourself relax because going back to like to give yourself a break because just because you're doing something doesn't mean that it's like beneficial for you and keep checking in with yourself like hey is this benefiting me or am I kind of just being a zombie throughout this because if you're just being a zombie then it's like you're not retaining the information you're not really learning anything um, and it's pretty much just wasting your time. I think I'm gonna end the podcast here and then I'll talk a little bit about like my first day and my plans for the future try and I'll answer your guys' questions in the next podcast because um, I feel like you got a lot out of this. So, and this is getting pretty long, so I don't want you to like have to listen to me forever, even though I know you love my wonderful voice. <laughs> um, I wonder, do any of you guys listen to me before you go to sleep? Because I know that's what some people do. They'll listen to podcasts to like fall asleep is my is my voice soothing I don't think my voice is soothing to fall asleep to I think I'm more like I'm gonna energize you and get you ready for the day sort of person um like I'm supposed to be on like good morning America or something like that but um 
Thank you so much if you got to the end of this podcast for listening to it. I greatly appreciate it. And if you have any other questions that you have for like Try One um, or for Parker in general or anything else, just message me. I'm completely open to any questions. I love answering questions. Um, And with all that being said, I hope you have a wonderful day and I can't wait to babble with you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becca Babbles Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thing that you can do is leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other listening platform of your choosing. If you want to learn more about me, you can do that by following me on Instagram at Becca and Wellness or by checking out my blog, freebies, offers, and newsletter on my website at BeccaAndWellness.com. If you want to share the love of the podcast, you can do that by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media and tagging me and the podcast at Becca and Wellness and using the hashtag Becca Babbles Podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I can't wait to babble with you next time.